This sermon began 50 years ago. Liz and I are about to be married, working for the summer at Acadia National Park, living in a Sunday school room at the Episcopal Church in Bar Harbor, soon to move into married student housing at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. We had a mattress and a bed frame, a couple of chairs, a door and sawhorses for a desk, some boards and bricks for a bookcase, and we needed a kitchen table. At some point, and I couldn't remember this at all, but Liz did, we wandered into Grace Maxwell's antique shop on Water Street in Hollowell, Maine, and for the huge sum of $16, we bought a four-foot-in-diameter pine drop leaf table with turned maple legs in pretty good condition. Closer inspection revealed marks from a pastry wheel on one table leaf. In September, we loaded these pieces of furniture and other odds and ends into a very modest U-Haul trailer and brought it all 1,500 miles to our new home in Nashville. And I remember sometime that fall gathering all of the pieces of furniture into one corner of the living room and taking a picture so that I could send the picture back home to pitifully prove that we were settled in. That pine table has followed us for 50 years. Our kitchen table in two different places in Nashville. Our kitchen table in two different places in Middletown, Connecticut. Our kitchen table in two different places in Bangor, Maine. One place in South Attleboro, Mass. A side table while we lived here in Concord. And now it is back as a kitchen table these past nine years in Belmont. The same table. The same $16 table with pastry wheel marks. The poem I just read you by Joy Harjo was used this past fall by one of my students in a preaching class. When she finished reading it, I told her I was going to steal her poem. I'll write my own sermon, I told her, but I want that poem. The gifts of earth are brought and prepared, sat on this table, says the poet. And I am remembering now how young we were then, really how poor we were, edging into married life there at that table in Nashville. Who knew that the gifts of earth could be previously despised mushrooms and onions. We sat at that table where we were propelled into a career, a life in ministry, clueless. Who knew then that there were congregations out there in Middletown, Bangor, and Concord? We sat at that table, we ate and we talked, we dreamed and we worried and we laughed plenty. We moved the table back to Maine after graduation, moved in with my newly widowed mother for a month, 
and then unpacked the table for the first floor apartment of a farmhouse in Connecticut. There, during the terrible ice storm of December 1973, while we kept our power, we hosted from our congregation an eccentric older couple without power. They got the bed. And we also hosted a young couple our age, also without power, and we all sat at that small table for nearly a week and shared what we had. Liz was six months pregnant with Jonathan, and the older couple subsequently gifted us with a beautiful crib. The gifts of earth are brought and prepared, sat on this table, and the younger couple, they became lifelong friends, sharing Thanksgiving at that table and many others with us ever since. And with the same friends, an epic game of Bolivia Canaster on steroids. Around that table, laughter and more laughter, a deep friendship made and nurtured right there around Grace Maxwell's table. Time is speeding up. There's a high chair at that table now. Food is eaten and pushed away and the table is packed away and we are in Bangor suddenly and there is a booster seat and a high chair around this pine table. Our children teethed at the edges. They scraped their knees under it. I can't look at you anymore. It was here that they were given instructions on what it means to be human. We made a man at that table. We made a woman. We ate breakfast together. We ate dinners together. We stopped stories of the day. We ate favorite foods. We ate not favorite foods. We blew out birthday candles around that table. We looked at report cards around that table. I remember slamming my hand down hard on that table in reaction to the last straw of sibling rivalry. I banged my hand down. I surprised the children. I hurt my hand. <laughs> it stung. And they knew it. They laughed at me. <laughs> and I laughed. There's an imprint of my hand on that table. <laughs> it was here at that table that they were given instructions on how to be human. We made a man at that table. We made a woman. And time is speeding up. The table is packed and moved to Massachusetts, ending up here in Concord. Now the table rests in the living room, replaced in the kitchen by a larger table. At this table, car keys are slid across it. College acceptance and rejection letters are passed across it. Susanna Zambalfalvi, our beloved Transylvanian honorary daughter, sits at this table for a year. Our dreams drank coffee with us as they put their arms around our children. This table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. At this table we sing with joy and with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks. We still have the table back in the kitchen. Now we laugh at our poor 
falling down selves as we put ourselves back together once again at the table. Time is speeding up. Nine years since retirement. If we're lucky, we pull ourselves back together. It's a beautiful poem. And I thank you for indulging me. Fifty years later, this table, I looked at it closely. It has burn marks and gouges. It has toast crumbs in the crack where the leaves come together. It's been polished and polished. It holds memories. So what shall we make of all this, this poem and this table? Let's get Frederick Beekner in here right now. Beekner wrote a little book of reflection so many years ago called The Longing for Home. Years later, Peggy Brace arranged for me to have lunch with Beekner here in Concord. I told him I was a great admirer and that I had brought a book of his along with me for his inscription. Across the table, I passed him that book, Longing for Home. It's my favorite, I told him. It's my favorite, too, he said. In this book, Beekner draws the connection between the home we knew and the home we dream. And he says that all our lives we are about the business of returning to this home we remember. Well, maybe not this home or that home exactly, but perhaps something of the innocence of beginnings. His editor says that for Beekner, the word home not only recalls the place we grew up in, and that it had much to do with the people we eventually became, but it also points to the lifelong search we are all engaged in to make a new home for ourselves, which is at the same time a search to find something like the wholeness and comfort of home within ourselves. So two caveats here. Maybe the home you grew up in evokes sad and bad memories, so then for this moment, think of the place that held you, other family members' homes or a friend's house, whatever may draw you back to a place you called home. And today, think of the table as an anchor in the home, the place we gather, the place the poet says, this table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. And so what if the span of our precious lifetime is a journey circling back to home? Circling back, for me, over 50 years to a blessed table of memory, to the place of home within me and within us that approaches the wholeness for which we long. I believe, Beekner says, that what we long for most in the home we knew is the peace and charity that if we were lucky, we first came to experience there. And I believe that it is that same peace and charity we dream of finding once again in the home that the tide of time draws us toward. This journey we are on is a rich one with high stakes. The world begins at a kitchen table, the poet says. Think of what it means to sit around a table and share a meal Relationships go deeper. There's an intimacy to sharing a meal. 
Perhaps one is a host and one is a guest. We've known that. It's an honor to bring someone to your table and to feed them and to be full and to be treated. The gifts of earth are brought and prepared, set on the table, so it has been since creation. And it will go on. On our trips to Transylvania, we have received lessons in hospitality from our dear friends there. We have known in the early days, years of visits, that the food presented to us as guests has meant that their meals would be more sparse after we left. The best wine has been brought out. The fattest chicken was found in their yard and lovingly offered. Their full harvest has been spread on the table with an insistence that we eat more and more. This is more than a meal. This is more than chewing and swallowing. One final story, if you're grateful. It's Linda Weltner this time. I've told this story here before. It's one of my favorites. She's remembering something. Night after night, she says, through the long summers and into the autumn, the neighborhood children play hide-and-seek, streaming out into the gray twilight as soon as the dishes are cleared from the dinner table. Gathering in the street, they quickly divide into hiders and searchers. They fan out behind the garages and backyards that encircle the steps that represent home base. In the dark, Linda says, my husband and I would often see the small figures sneaking past our wall, their bodies tense and ready for the long sprint to the steps. In years past, one of the other of our daughters returned from the game so far past her bedtime, it was never mentioned. How'd you do, we'd call out to a child, radiant, with the glory of late hours and a star-studded sky. I got home safe. She'd whisper proudly before slipping up to bed. There it is. Home base. Home safe. I got home safe. Linda remembers this and says that she knows her daughter had to slip through the darkness and the creeping shadow of trees moving along the road past the older boys waiting to intercept the young runners. With the anxiety of flight behind her, Linda says, she made it to safety and security. Home safe. That's what this $16 pine table brings to me. A table of people, of memory, the past and the present. A table with time moving faster and faster. A time marked with just blessed memories. There are days spilling out before us with the opportunities for recalling this radiance and for moving a few steps closer somewhere in your heart to the home and the backyard and the table you knew. This table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. At this table, we sing with joy and with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks. Perhaps the world will end at a kitchen table while we are laughing and crying, eating of the last sweet bite. <laughs>